0: Come back to another episode of that's a wrap i'm shannon and today's episode is going to be focused on the 2012 drama film called flight it stars denzel washington and kelly reilly from sherlock holmes and yellowstone John Goodman, who I would hope does not need an introduction. Brian Garrity from Chicago PD, I Know Who Killed Me, When a Stranger Calls the Remake. And it also has Tamara Tooney from Law and Order SVU. And this film is loosely very loosely inspired by the plane crash of the Alaska Airlines Flight 261 back in 2000. And the film was, as I stated, released in 2020 or 2012 in October. So this film is based upon an alcoholic pilot who is able to miraculously land his plane after a mechanical failure and only six lives were lost in that landing which is extremely impressive however the truth eventually surfaces so keep that in mind this film focuses very much on the pilot whose name is whip um, he is played by Washington, um, and it focuses a lot on trying to hide the fact that he is an alcoholic. So, we see that Captain Whitaker, or Whip, who, like I said, is played by Denzel Washington, uses cocaine to stay alert in his hotel room with one of his flight attendants, who does sadly pass away in the landing. Um, and then we see that while he is on the flight and he is speaking to the passengers after severe turbulence that they experienced, he is pouring vodka into an orange juice bottle, which brings me back to my underage drinking days. Um, and then after he is done talking with the passengers and after he is done downing his orange juice, he is shown to be passed out in the cockpit with the co-captain piloting who is played by brian garrity um so while the co-pilot and one of the flight attendants are talking and kind of just like staring at whip the plane ends up going into a deep deep dive and the plane starts jolting and the luggage like the bag compartments start opening and all hell is starting to break loose Um, the jolt ends up causing whip to wake up and both pilots are trying but are unable to gain control of the plane They even end up flying the plane upside down at one point because that is the only way that they are able to get relative control of the plane and I don't even wanna know what that is like as a passenger to be on a plane upside down. Um, this did actually occur in the Alaska Airlines flight 261. Um, it is known that the plane ended up being flown upside down. I will go ahead and discuss that plane crash though at the end of this summary of the movie. Um, Whip is forced with the fact that he is going to have to crash land the plane and once he comes to that realization he does crash the plane and then we kind of see like the aftermath very quickly of the plane crashing and we see that he is being dragged out of the cockpit from the by the first responders. So while he is in the hospital, Whip sneaks away for a cigarette and meets this lady named Nicole and we actually see her earlier in the film and she ends up overdosing in her apartment and while she is being brought out on a stretcher by first responders, we see the plane just barely missing her apartment. Um and then also while Whip and Nicole are in the stairwell, they sneaking a cigarette. They meet a cancer patient, and this is the only time we see him. Although he does make quite a few jokes about having cancer, and then he ends up going away because he hears the door shut and he makes the joke that they're probably looking for him because he tends to run off to smoke a cigarette. So Whip ends up apparently retiring, and he goes back to his father's farm, which we find out that he has not yet sold. Um, but that is where he hides out, and to try to avoid all of the news reporters and just all the chaos that is surrounding the plane crash. And so it fast forwards a little bit and he ends up being reached out by one of his I'm not really sure what this guy is considered um I believe he works for the airline although I am not 100% positive um but he has something to do in regards to the crash um I know that they're friends but I'm not sure if he represents the airline or if it's like the union I believe it may be the union but I'm not 100% positive Um, but the actor that plays this guy named Charlie he is actually in the medical drama The Resident and I did not know that until I was looking up things about this movie I thought he looked familiar but I wasn't sure Um, but they end up going to meet up with a criminal criminal defender and this is when Whip realizes that he is actually in deep shit. Um, He finds out that his blood was tested upon arrival at the hospital against his rights. He was not made aware that that was going to be a thing Um, and they point out that he was indeed flying drunk. He actually had a blood alcohol level of over 0.20 so that is well over the legal limit to drink and drive um so they are discussing all of his options and everything and he is obviously not happy with any options because he knows deep down that it was mechanical failure and it had nothing to do with the fact that he was drunk um, so we eventually do see that Whip and Nicole become a thing, but Nicole is trying to get sober and Whip's drinking habits end up increasing. Um, they are just he he was advised to cut back on the drinking or to stop altogether, which he does not do. And Nicole ends up coming home one day and seeing him completely drunk. He is smashed. And he tries to get up, and he ends up knocking everything off of the coffee table and ends up passing out on the floor. And we find out that this is not something that Nicole wants to deal with despite pushing through. She just realizes that it is jeopardizing her sobriety as well. And as his drinking habits increase... Whip goes so far as asking a fellow flight attendant to lie to the NTSB if they question her regarding the crash and his drinking habits, and he has the nerve to ask her this while at a funeral for a flight attendant who died in the crash. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever experienced life with a drug addict or an alcoholic, but they really don't have a good timing to ask things to cover up their track. They really don't. Um, But she, you know, she is like, no, and understands that despite the fact that they have been friends for years, it's just, it's not fair. So, Whip ends up visiting his co-pilot, Ken, who we then realize has very much likely lost his ability to walk, and he will never pilot again but he does tell whip that he is not going to tell the ntsb that he was drinking on shift despite the fact that he does tell whip that he knows he was drunk he could smell gin off of him as soon as he walked into the cop cockpit and that he did make a phone call to his wife in case something did happen so whip is then caught by the news reporters drunk so he gets drunk and he goes to visit his ex-wife and his son who he actually has no contact with he no longer has contact with his ex-wife or son and they actually hold a lot of resentment towards him but the news does catch him completely drunk which does not help the case at all with trying to blame him and sue him and charge him with criminal negligence for driving while, or not driving, but um, flying while drunk. So we now see that he has a hearing with the NTSB coming up. And while everyone is trying to sober him up, he ends up breaking into a hotel room next door to grab alcohol from the mini bar in that hotel room because they have removed all alcohol from his hotel room and we see that whips drug dealer harleen is ended up being called to give him cocaine to wake him up after he's found passed out and drunk right before the herring and harleen we see him on and off throughout the film he is like i said whips drug dealer he really has no like important factor in the movie he is really just shown every so often encouraging whips habits as a drug dealer does and Harleen is played by john goodman so i just want to throw that out there um so while in the hearing we do find out that the crash was due to a damaged elevator jack screw i am not really sure what that is but it was damaged and was the primary cause of the crash, and as a result of his landing, Whip receives um, a lot of recognition for his skill, and he was even advised that no other pilot was able to land the plane the way he did, with the least amount of lives lost the way he did, and they tested it by having these pilots experience the same exact event, um, and, like, a, I don't know what they really call it, but it's, like, a, it's obviously a test study, but, um, I'm not, I can't think of the word, um, but they kind of like AI, I guess. It's not AI, but I really can't think of the terminology for it, but they have a whole bunch of different pilots come in on a plane with a damaged elevator corkscrew to see how they are able to land the plane, what they are able to do to try to gain control, and nobody was ever able to replicate what he did. Um, But they do announce that they did find empty bottles of vodka in the trash and point out that no alcohol was served to the passengers on that flight. But his lawyer was able to get the blood alcohol test excluded due to technicalities. And they all do point out the only other person that had tested positive for alcohol was the flight attendant that had passed away and that Whip had previously spent the night with prior to. And they were going to blame the alcohol on her and state that, you know, she was drunk during the flight. However, Whip realizes that he can't blame her for his own actions. And he admits that he was drunk while piloting the plane and on multiple occasions as well and that he was currently drunk now at the hearing. And we now will flash forward a few months later, and we see that Whip is in jail and talking to a support group of fellow inmates. We also see multiple pictures of Nicole, family and friends on the wall. And we we then hear that he is said to have a visitor, and he has 45 minutes with this visitor, and we see that it is his son visiting him. It appears that they may be rekindling the relationship now that he is getting sober. He did recently celebrate a year of sobriety while in jail, and his son says that he is visiting regarding a college essay that he has to write on the most fascinating person that he's never met. And so he asks whip and a fly a plane flies overhead and whip responds with that's a good question. And that is kind of how the film ends. And I'm going to go ahead and say I kind of feel like the ending could have been a little bit better. Um, But with that being said, this is a Denzel Washington movie, and I am not a huge Denzel Washington fan. Like, I don't go run out and watch his movies. In fact, I had never even heard of this movie. The only reason why I ended up watching it was because it was actually brought up in a class assignment that i had to do and i was curious um i read like the premise of it like the plot of it and it seemed really entertaining i thought i thought it was going to be more focused on the crash itself and not the aftermath even though i did read the summary um but i would have liked for them to spend a little bit more time on the crash instead of kind of flying through it and only having like five minutes focusing on the crash like I would have loved to see longer of the crash and even them leading up to the landing but that was not the case this film is solely focused on the ending and the aftermath of the crash and him hiding his alcoholism um, but back to Denzel Washington, I am not, like, a huge fan. I don't go out of my way to see his movies, as I stated. Um, but I do like his movies. I mean, if he's in a movie that I am watching, they tend to be really good films. So, I, it's, I, don't, I don't hate him, but I'm not a huge fan of Denzel Washington. I do like quite a few of his movies, and I think he is an amazing actor, Um, Which is part of the reason why I ended up watching it because I figured it was a Denzel Washington movie. It was probably going to be good. Um, So we are going to go ahead and briefly touch on the actual flight that this is loosely based off of. And loosely is a loose term. It is not based off of the flight itself or the crash. Um, It is loosely inspired by the 2000 crash of Alaska Airlines Flight 261, which the crash itself was caused by a broken jack screw. Um, And it, it was known that once the jack screw became loose, the recovery was going to be impossible. The pilot of that flight, Ted Thompson, did say moments before the plane crashed okay we are inverted now we got to get it are we flying we're flying we're flying tell them what we're doing at least upside down we're flying so with that being said alaska airlines flight 261 it did crash into the pacific ocean and there were no survivors there were 88 souls on board all of which were lost including the two pilots three crew members and 83 passengers the flight was scheduled it was an international flight from mexico to seattle washington And they were going to have a stop in San Francisco. Um, The only thing that is based off of the actual flight itself in the movie is the jack screw being loose and the plane flying upside down to try to gain control. And I cannot, I really, I cannot imagine being on a plane and flying upside down. Like, I I mean, I love flying, don't get me wrong, but my anxiety is horrible and I cannot imagine being on a flight upside down. Like, whether, whether they are able to gain control or not, I don't know what I would think. Um, well, obviously if the plane crashed and I didn't survive, I wouldn't think, but imagine like those last few moments before you crash and the plane is upside down. I can't. Anxiety cannot. Um, So with that being said, the captain was 53 and um, both of the pilots on the plane were very experienced and they also had military experience. Um, And yeah, nobody survived this crash. It did crash on January 31st of 2000. There were quite a few notable passengers on the flight. Um, there was a author who died alongside her husband, um, an investment broker named Cynthia. She was also a financial talk show host um, at San Francisco's radio station, um, and then a wine columnist for the Seattle Times, and his wife passed away. And Morris Thompson, who was the commissioner of the Bureau of Indian Affairs in Alaska from 73 to 76, died along with his wife and daughter. And I mean, it's it is loosely based i'm not going to go into details regarding the crash itself because there were no survivors um but with the jack screw being loosed it it being loose it was just not going to allow the plane to ever recover and the plane was eventually going to crash no matter how hard the pilots tried not to Um, with that being said, though, um, there was improvement made upon the screw design because of this crash. And there were no criminal charges filed against Alaska Airlines. However, the airlines did agree to settle a libel suit. And as a result, it was a $5,000 fine. And one of the higher ups did end up having to resign from their position. And as of May of 2022. So as of May of this year, flight 261 does no longer exists. Uh, Alaska Airlines no longer operates from the route that this flight was taken. Um so starting in Mexico, stopping in San Francisco, ending in Seattle, that route is no longer offered by Alaska Airlines. Um it is now a non-stop flight which we love some non-stop flights let me just go ahead and say that we love some non-stop flights i hate layover flights it's been a minute since i have actually flown but i don't like layovers i'm just gonna leave it at that and that is it for this episode of that's a wrap there's really not much detail to go into regarding the film itself Um, I mean, it was a very successful film for the most part, and it was nominated for quite a lot of awards, um, however, it did not win a lot. Um, Kelly Riley did win in the Hollywood Film Festival, it was the Spotlight Award, She did win that. Denzel Washington won quite a lot of awards for his role in this film. Um, And that's that's really about it. Um, There's not a lot that I was able to find on this film for it being such a good success and being a Denzel Washington film. Um, Like I said, I had never heard of this film before the class assignment that I had to do regarding this film. Um, I definitely recommend to watch it if you ever get in the mood, um, but I just personally feel like the film would have been better if they focused a lot longer on the crash itself, but that's just me. I am into plane crashes and I believe that if you're going to focus on a plane crash, I like it to be on the actual crash itself, um, But, you know, they did still do a great job. And like I said a couple of times already, this film was more or less focused on an alcoholic. And the things that alcoholics do, to try and cover their tracks. And the things companies will do to hide the fact that somebody is an alcoholic. Because throughout this film, we do see that people are trying to cover it up we see his criminal defender trying to cover it up we see the airline trying to cover it up even in the hearing they were all like you know we will place that alcohol blame on the flight attendant and nobody will know that you were drunk which you know that is the focus of the film is the fact that we are focusing on just how far his alcoholism grows and how bad his alcoholism was to begin with at the start of the film. So that is it for this episode of That's a Wrap. As always, I'm Shannon. And go ahead and give the podcast a follow wherever you are listening to podcasts. And be sure to go ahead and follow the Instagram at that's a wrap underscore podcast. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.